Welcome to All Turns and No Breaks. This isn't an ordinary show. This is NASCAR Talk for fans by fans. Hey, NASCAR fans, welcome back to another episode of All Turns and No Breaks with the Fabulous Three here, myself, Tam, and my man, Front Row Kenny. How are you guys doing? Renee. We missed you last week. You only chimed in with your predictions, but we missed you on the actual podcast. <laughs> yeah, I hated not being a part of that last podcast. And obviously, as everyone knows, it was it was for good reason. And uh, It was your birthday! Yeah, it happened Whoop. to be my birthday. And uh, <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you, um, it was probably uh, one of the best birthdays I've had in uh, a long time long time. I don't do birthdays very good. And uh, I, don't, I don't put much stock into them is what it is. And I don't do these whole big, you know, uh, events and, and birthday get togethers. I just don't do that. That's just not me. I'm just too busy. And you guys know me. I'm always here. I'm always there. <laughs> but uh, it was absolutely a doozy. And uh, I had a blast. Well, that's great here. Kenny, how was your weekend? Uh, my weekend was pretty, pretty good. It was hot as can be here in charlotte but i want to say off the jump renee me and you are just alike when it comes to the birthdays because me my birthday is in about a month and i am i have never been like the big big plan gotta plan something now gotta go crazy it's like a real if you know if you know type situation and that's it i'm just chilling on my birthday but other than that i think the weekend was pretty regular of course i caught up and watched the xfinity race because that was on on a road course for the first time, but it was really relaxing this weekend. And um, also got to say shout out to my cousin. She got officially married this weekend. Of course, they couldn't do the real, real big thing because I was actually supposed to be in Cancun this weekend with them, but that didn't work out. But again, shout out to Tim, shout out to Whitney for them becoming married and shout out to the new family member, of course. And also last shout out for me. Shout out to my friends that have been picking up the brand new F1 game, Paul and Prince and Miles. Shout out to y'all. So, yeah, I think I've got my friends into the racing bug once again, which is cool. But, yeah, I think that pretty much summed up me. But I'm sure um, you might have had a more eventful weekend than I did, Tam. <laughs> well, speaking of F1, shout out to F1 because it is back. I was actually happy to see F1 was back on the television. Or as they say over across the pond, the telly. So that <laughs> was telly. pretty exciting. Hey, yep. They do. <laughs> I stayed in most, well, no, I, I've went out for the first time after, so Monday or Tuesday. No, yeah, Monday was the first time I went out in two weeks. So I averaged this go out every two and a half, three week thing. You know, as you guys know, if you follow the podcast, I'm taking social distancing to the next level. So, but unfortunately, when I go out, I'm out all day because I'm doing a food run. I'm doing a bank run. I'm doing a post office run. I'm doing a Home Depot run. I'm doing all of this. Actually, I went to Lowe's this time. I was not, a. I didn't like Lowe's. I'm just going to drop that off really quick. (laughs) That's really (laughs) random, but you know, Lowe's used to support NASCAR. So, hey. I liked them then. I don't like them now. But in all honesty, it has nothing to do with that. I just didn't like 
I needed to buy some grass and live grass, not seeds. And the grass was dead. Okay, that was really random. Hashtag Tim's <laughs> rant. But yeah, weekend was pretty good. I actually had tacos, and Renee may know this place. In California, we're close to Mexico. We have a lot of Mexican food places. And you're from Texas, and as you know, in Texas, they do a different style of Mexican food. They do what's called Tex-Mex. I'm not a fan of Tex-Mex. I think we talked about this maybe season one of the podcast, but I like authentic, regular Mexican food. So yeah. I went to this place in Burbank, California. And for those that don't know, Burbank has Disney Studios are there. Actually, what other studios are in Burbank, Renee? There's a, quite a few. ABC. Yeah, ABC Studios uh, is there. Uh, you have the, uh, what is the, uh, going up there by where Conan tapes his show. The City Walk is up there. Uh, Universal Studios is up there. Uh, there's, there. There's so many, there's so many theme parks and stuff that you can go to in Burbank. It's very, I mean, there's just so much thing. There's so many things. There's a lot there. of, a lot of TV shows are filmed. Yes, make a ab- short, Absolutely. But- Sound I like West Coast to- Orlando. That's literally what it sounds like. Like it, that's y'all yeah. version of Orlando on the West Coast. Because that's literally Orlando itself. It's a little bit different because Universal Studios and Universal Backlot is its own thing, and then you have Disney, and actually you have a lot of record labels. Although some of the record labels have moved from downtown, like Warner. Warner moved from Burbank to downtown. Warner Music, that is. But yeah, but okay, that's way a whole nother story. <laughs> Get into the tacos because that's all that matters real quick. I went to this place, Renee, you may know it. It's called Gracitos, I believe, something like that. I think I think I know what you're talking about. But uh, yes, uh, there's uh, there's another place called uh, Don Cucos down in Burbank uh, area. And they also have good authentic Mexican food there. Okay, well, I'll have to check it out. So I'm sure our listeners are like, we are not listening to all this. So I'm going to jump into some NASCAR talk. Indy, as Kenny just said, the Xfinity race did a roll course, which was pretty exciting. You know, if you know, you know, you know, you know, I'm not the Xfinity girl. I don't really watch many Xfinity races, but I tuned in to see the roll course. I actually watched the, well, let me back up. So I started by watching the Indy car race because I do follow Indy car. And then I was intrigued to see how they were going to pack up. And then the Xfinity crews were going to come out. So I found that intriguing. I'm not sure if anyone else did, but I did. From there, I watched the Xfinity race. So I thought that was great. I thought both races were great. I was excited for the double header. I know a lot of people are upset that we did not race at Daytona. In fact, I saw a tweet from Kyle Petty who was like, it was the first time in 60 years that he was not in Daytona for the 4th of July weekend. So I totally 100% understand why people are a little bit upset because it is somewhat of a tradition. But then when you take into consideration where we're at in this time, tradition is out the door. I've talked about it a lot, but change is here, whether you like it or not. On that note, wanted to just recap the top 10 from the Cup Series race, because that's what I know. I know about Cup. Harvick, you know what? Last episode, we called it Hamlin or Harvick. 
And Hamlin was right there until he hit the wall. But Harvick came in P1. Matt Kenseth. 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 <laughs> yeah. Matt Kenseth. I just the have to say assassin. that name. The quiet assassin came in P2. Eric Amarola came in third. And the ironic, well, I won't say ironic. That's not the correct word. The crazy thing about Eric is he quietly had about five top five finishes. I mean, I think he's been in a top five ever since we've been back, since we started racing again. Brad Keselowski came in fourth. Cole Custer quietly came in fifth. Kyle Busch, sixth. Michael McDowell, and I believe I said his name last week in the top 10. He came in seventh. Tyler Reddick, who we're going to jump into some conversation about the young guy later, came in eighth. Bubba Wallace, of course, we're going to talk about Bubba as well, came in ninth. And Joy Logano came in tenth. Notables. I said this last episode, but every week until we are done with this season, I'm going to give you these two guys as notables. One, Matt Kenseth and the second, Jimmy Johnson. Now, that may change because, as we all know, Jimmy Johnson was diagnosed with COVID-19, so he was done. He's asymptomatic, and for those that don't know, that means that he has been diagnosed with COVID, but he's not showing any signs of sickness. He did not race at Indy, and Justin Allgaier was in his ride, and that didn't go well for him, unfortunately. But it was great to see the young guy get a chance. The other notable is Denny Hamlin. And that's only because Denny was racing. He was there. Denny was in the number one spot until he hit the wall. And he ended up coming in P28. So that is your top 10 and your notables from Indy. First topic that we will talk about, because I don't want to spend a lot of time on it, if it's okay with you guys, but we have to talk about Bubba Wallace. Bubba Wallace is in the news again, and we all know why, because number 45 said something, well, he tweeted something about Bubba on everybody an apology because of what he perceived to be a hoax with the news. We already had this conversation. If you want to know what we feel about the whole thing that happened at Talladega, it was episode 161, I believe. You can go listen. Bubba issued a statement and Bubba took the high road and basically took that I'm going to kill you with kindness path. And he said what he said in reply to number 45. And yeah, uh, right after that, Beast by Dre was like, we stand with you, Bubba. And he's part of the family. So no matter how you slice it or dice it, whether you like it or you dislike it, Bubba came up, but unfortunately he came up. But like I said on our Twitter account, I'm exhausted. I can only imagine what Bubba is dealing with. I personally, if I was in his shoes, I would not look at social media because people are nasty. Some of the comments that are being said are just horrendous. Now, granted, if you know me, you know I'm opinionated, but I don't share my opinion a lot when it comes to these type of matters because I try to be sympathetic to both sides, whether I'm right or wrong, whether they're right or wrong, everybody's entitled to their opinion. My problem is is you don't always have to share your opinion and especially when it's hurtful to someone else. 
And that's kind of like my biggest problem with what's going on in the world today is that everybody feels as if they need to share their opinion. And it just drives me crazy because some things that you say to people may be hurtful. And I subscribe to the theory, do unto others as you want them to do unto you. But more importantly, take the high road. So those are my thoughts on Bubba. Before you guys chime in, I do want to acknowledge Tyler Reddick, who jumped in. When I say he jumped in, he didn't even blink. He jumped in and tweeted what he tweeted. And then within, I don't even think it was 15 minutes, was it a half an hour, the tweet was gone. And he responded to number 45 and let him know how he felt about his comments against Bubba. And immediately everybody speculated that RCR, Richard Childress Racing, talked to him and had him take down the tweet. And he acknowledged that pretty much that's what happened because coincidentally, he went on Sirius XM radio and talked about what happened. And he said that, yeah, he was asked to take it down. So that is my thought. Renee, Kenny, Kenny, keep it brief. Renee, if you want to talk about it, fine. If not, we can move on. Because as I have said many, many times in the past two weeks, I really just want to talk about some NASCAR. Yeah, <laughs> talking no, I, about I, I, I dumb stuff. <laughs> I'll be brief with my statement. And all I'm going to say is this, is that I feel you, Tam. I'm with you. I'm exhausted talking about all this mess. But I understand that, you know, we do have an obligation sometimes where we, we are in a position that we do this podcast and we have to bring it to the forefront, as they say. You're right. You know, things that people say and write and do on, on social media is just absolutely mind boggling. It, it's, it's repulsive. It's just downright ridiculous. The things that they post. And, and, and I'm like you, Tim and, and Kenny. I would imagine that, that you're the same way uh, as, as both of us. But, you know, I always try to stay off social media, especially, uh, when it's at the heat of the moment and, and my emotions are running high. You know, I usually like to just kind of relax and think about what I'm going to say before I post it because, you know, I don't want things to come off wrong and I, I definitely don't want to come off, you know, with an emotion of responding to ignorant people like that. So with that being said, I definitely understand that Bubba took that high road and I, I probably certainly would have done the same, you know, hopefully that I had people surround me that would encourage me to, hey, not don't, don't respond. Just think about what you want to write and say it with not so much nasty emotions going on. Uh, what do you, what do you think, Kenny? So just like what Tam just said right off the back, it is just flat out exhausting. There is no question about it. And for Bubba's sake, I know that for him has to be on a completely different level, being the forefront all the time, always in the news, the always the one thing that's being the one person that's being talked about constantly being called up for this stuff all the time now. And probably every time he changes a channel that's sports related. This is the hottest damn topic in sports right now, no matter what you do. Aside from the NBA bubble, of course, but this thing has been going on for a little bit, for a little while, almost an ongoing month, once you really think about it, from the initial ban of the Confederate flag in Martins, during Martinsville week to now, it's been almost a month. I don't think most people probably realize that, but I, I just think, of course, it's, it sucks that, you know, this still has to continue to go on and on and on, but, Again, just like with just like what Kevin Harvick said on ESPN this morning, he was you know saying it it stuck up for him just like Tyler Reddick did, and just flat out saying the tweet was completely misinformed and it just wasn't something that needed to be said. I mean, this was just almost what 
a few weeks after the fact. So, you know, this was just literally an attack and it was just from the hate of, hate of the heart. And if I was him, I probably would stay off social media more than anybody else in the garage right now. I mean, hell, I understand. I look, I've been looking at the same thing. I work in the social space. I've been looking at the comments for the last month and they don't stop. That's the craziest thing is that they don't stop. Even after the fact, when it's not even related to it, they don't stop. And I haven't even seen the same thing for him. And that's just the pitiful part. So, you know, again, kudos to those that have been able to defend him and continue to defend him. And NASCAR, of course, themselves defending him. It's just sad that we have to go through this. Just like Tam said, listen, I want to talk more about racing. I've had this damn conversation with y'all a few times over the last five episodes. To my friends and family that don't watch but know where I, what I, where I work and what I do, I've had this conversation with them several times. You know, we're tired of hearing it. And it's not because I'm like, well, you know, brush to the side, but it's just like, man, it is so damn tiring. Well, Kenny, it's crazy because some positive things did somewhat come out of it. If you want to say that, I don't know. I, I just want to be optimistic and look at the bright side of things. But obviously, we know there's also a dark side. But number 45 said what he said. But the reality is he's stirring up the pot and increasing the viewership because NBC Sports PR department reported that viewership for Sunday's NASCAR brick Yard 400 at Indianapolis Motor Speedway on NBC was up 46% versus last year's race, averaging 4.370 million viewers. You know what? He's stirring up the pot, but people are watching and more people are becoming familiar with the sport. Now, obviously, there's an increase in people wanting to support Bubba, so they're tuning in to watch Bubba. But yeah, there are some positive things that are happening. I said, shoot, he almost had half a million on, on Twitter. He's His followers have gone up quite a bit since this entire thing has happened. I think Stern said something about it earlier today. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think people knew he existed. And we've had a lot of conversations offline about the marketing itself, but no one wants to have this type of marketing for attention, if that makes sense. But that, again, looking at the positive effects of what's going on is that more and more people are becoming aware of Bubba Wallace. And not only is viewership up, he was able to secure a Beats by Dre sponsorship. He's a part of the family. You even have Magic Johnson as well as LeBron James reaching out to him on social. So there's a lot of visibility right now for Bubba. And another positive thing came out of it, and this is a bit of a controversial thing, but he is leading in the all-star votes. Now, we already know because we've been on social, some people aren't happy about him leading the all-star votes. And what's really interesting is because this is something that Chase usually does. And we haven't really talked about Chase Elliott uh, in a bit since we've been back, since we started racing again. Maybe we'll talk about Chase next week or the week after. And speaking of next week and the week after, so we're at Kentucky next week. We're going to run the Daytona road course. So that could be really interesting. I think that 
people were really receptive to the indie road course for the Xfinity race. And as we know, people love two things in NASCAR. They love short track racing and they love them some road courses. Although we didn't do Daytona for the 4th of July and NASCAR broke tradition, this could actually be pretty interesting if we do the Daytona road course. Any thoughts, Kenny? Yeah, I think it'll be pretty cool because, again, this was actually supposed to be something that was going to happen next year for the Bush Clash. It was going to end up being on a road course next year. So now we get a chance to see what it may look like. And actually, this is probably a better going to be a better showcase of it anyway, because this is going to be for regular season points, more than likely. That's just the thing. So you do that. We're talking about drivers actually really, truly racing, not just for the dollar sign, but also for points. This could be a make or break point, especially depending on when it is. If it's in August, when the regular season is supposed to end in, on August the 29th normally, then we're talking like, well, that race could make or break someone getting into the playoffs as a possibility. So it'll be interesting to see them on the road course. The only time I've ever seen it was in a video game and it was fantasy. And I thought it was cool as a kid. So to see it in real life now, that would be pretty damn cool. I'll I'll definitely say that. Just taking a step back, for those who may be wondering, one of the reasons why it's speculated that we won't run at Watkins Glen is because of the quarantine waiver. So New York, as well as I believe New Jersey, has rules in place that if you come to that state, you need to quarantine for 14 days. And obviously, no one can quarantine for 14 days because NASCAR moves around each week. So that kind of leaves NASCAR in the outs when it comes to racing at Watkins Glen. So that's why we won't be racing at Watkins Glen. So what else do we need to talk about? I feel like we covered everything. We talked about Bubba. We talked about Jimmy Johnson having COVID-19. Just also wanted to give an extra shout out for Jimmy because Jimmy, right after Tyler Reddick's tweet was deleted, Jimmy kept it real classy and real simple and posted a photo of Bubba. Well, it was the number 43 and it says, I stand with Bubba. I thought that was pretty awesome of him. Yes, I think we covered everything. I did want to talk really quick. F1, F1 also, not everyone, but a few of the drivers wore in racism t-shirts and they took a knee. And that was pretty huge because if you know anything about F1, I don't think there's a single American driver. So that just lets you know that this is an international thing that is happening. It is an international movement. And although there aren't any American drivers that I can think of off the top of my head that are Formula One drivers, there is one black British driver who we all know as in Lewis Hamilton, who drove the black paint scheme for Mercedes. And although he did make a comeback, because I think he started from P4, P5, and he got back up there, but he got a five-second penalty, so he did not get a podium finish. But shout out to him anyway. And there's some other F1 news. Alonzo's coming back. And F1 fans, I'm a little disappointed. They're upset. I don't know if you caught any of those tweets, Kenny, but some people are upset about him coming back. They feel as if that ride should go to a younger driver. But just relating it to NASCAR, if Tony Stewart came back, shoot, I would be okay. 
If Tony came back, <laughs> Uncle Cousin Carl Edwards, who else retired? Dell Jr., Greg Biffle. Who else am I missing? Jeff Gordon. If any of those Jeff drivers Gordon. came back, yeah. I would be McMurray. happy. Oh, Jamie? Yeah, I would be happy. What say you, Kenny? Personally, I think they should go with a younger driver. Uh, Renault has a really good, has a pretty good like youth program. Like their F2 and F3 program is really, really good. So I'm actually kind of shocked to see that come out in development so early. But I guess they want to give them one more go. But if I'm them, and again, Renault is on the side of where they're trying to build up, you would go with the younger driver because his wages are going to be a thousand times cheaper than Alonzo. But I guess one last hurrah again for him. But hey, I'm I'm like 50-50 on it. I discussed this with my friends earlier. I'm like, I don't know about that. I'm not really super, super like, oh, oh yeah, that's great. But yeah, yeah, I'll second that motion, Kenny. So you guys are naysayers. Here's the thing. <laughs> Here's the thing. I guess he couldn't get it done for the Indy 500, so he had to go back to what was familiar. Maybe he'll win a race. Maybe. May- maybe. I do want to see him back at Indy, though. I do want to see that again. What's really wild is Renee saw the movie Rush for the first time, which I'm like, Renee, I'm not sure what rock you were under. Yeah. And like magic, <laughs> Rush came on my TV over the weekend. And I couldn't resist but to watch it for the 50 11 time. And I was <laughs> yeah. just like, Nicky Lauda, Nicky Lauda, and James Hunt. Yeah, buddy. I love that movie. I just wish, I mean, we've had this conversation before, but I just feel as if I should have been born in the 60s, I guess. So I would have been of age in the 70s. So I could have been able to go to Studio 54 and to watch old nascar and old formula one mm-hmm. yeah i so, agree 100 okay well i think we covered everything i'm not sure if i missed anything but it's always twitter so you can find us on instagram we have to start posting again on instagram but you can find us on instagram the twitter and we stop posting on facebook as well so i guess you can really only find us on twitter at turns no breaks that's our user So, on that note, it is time for some predictions. It's time for race predictions. (laughs) I switched it up. I don't know if y'all like that. It's time for some predictions for whoever didn't understand what the hell I was trying to say. So, (laughs) Renee, who you got for Kentucky? All right, Kentucky. Here we go. So I uh, went with my uh, driver that I've been going with the last few weeks. And uh, once again, it didn't happen. So I am not going to go with the number 18. I'm not going to go with Rowdy. He's going to need some time to get it together. I don't know how much time, but he needs to get it together because it's running out soon. Uh, But this, man, you know what? I'm just going to say it. You said his name a little bit ago, Tam. And I am going to go with Chase Elliott on this one. I just feel Chase Elliott might shine through. I'm going to go with Chase Elliott as my winner. And as my alternative pick, I think I'm going to... I think I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney on this one. I'm, I'm going to go with Ryan Blaney as my alternative pick, but I'm going to stick with Chase Elliott as my winner. Those are my picks, and I'm sticking with them. What do you say, Kenny? All right. We are going to the Bluegrass State in Kentucky. So for me, I'm actually going to go with Brad Keselowski as my pick, who has won at Kentucky previously. And then for my alternative pick, since Tam mentioned him earlier in the podcast, he has five top five finishes in a row and that would be Eric Almirola I feel like he's been just been there quietly but I think 
just the right strategy to come through, I think he could actually pull off a win and get his first win of the season. I think also his first win in almost a year and some change. So with that being said, Miss Tam, what are your picks? I feel as if I need to give you guys a history lesson because I haven't in a while, but I won't give you one this week, so don't worry. (laughs) And a lot of the reason why I'm not giving a history lesson is because there's nothing historic about what we're doing at this moment based on the virus. Like, we're not even practicing before the races, which is crazy because I think, well, see, that's the argument. I don't want to take up more time, but you know, some people love it, some people hate it. But I think some drivers, and Renee mentioned his boy Kyle Bush, I think Kyle needs to run those practice laps, but that's just me. But on that note, I'm definitely going with a, a Hamlin or a Harvick. I think Hamlin redeems himself because he really just ran into the wall. So that was huge. And it was a crown jewel race. It was the Brickyard 400. It was Indianapolis. So I think Hamlin redeems himself and wins at Kentucky. And my alternative is going to be Joey Logano. Logano. And he's going to do it with a smile on his face. And he's going to say, did I do that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Well, those are our picks. What say you, NASCAR fans? Let us know who your picks are for Kentucky. Hit us up uh, on our social media again, at Turns No Breaks. Ah, for Tam, for Kenny, and myself, thank you once again for supporting us and listening to us. Certainly do appreciate it. Be kind to each other. Treat one another with kindness and respect. Thank you so much for all Turns No Breaks. We'll see you next week. See you. Be safe, y'all. Bye-bye. Thanks so much for tuning in. 